we go. Hi, everybody. It's Jeff and Dave. Hello, everybody. And if you were watching our show, you would see that it's us. There's proof here. <laughs> we don't have to convince you in any way, I don't think. On our YouTube channel. Yeah. But if you're just listening, then you'll just have to take our word for it. It's Jeff and Dave, the two half squads. And this, this is, is yeah, episode 259. Correction. This is episode 260. Something like that. On this September day. Wait, it's October. October day, yep. 2020. And this is the podcast, the only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced squad leader. Squad leader. And it just keeps getting better, Dave. Doesn't it, though? It does, Jeff, doesn't it? Exciting. Yeah, it's really good to see you. Haven't seen you for a while. You've been out and about. I have been. Panting around the world. Very laissez-faire. Oh, Dave is showing me a picture of his kayak. Uh-huh. Is that the correct pronunciation, or do you think somewhere they say, oh, no, it's kayak? No, it's kayak. We found the most wonderful little park, Jeff. I don't know if you can see here. Laura is um, sitting down with her feet in the her kayak. Yes. And it's we thought this was like a little fairy launch pad for she's sitting on this moss covered ledge with this tree growing up right beside her a little hard to tell from that but you could just shift right down into the water this was so it was a gentle slope it It was was a ledge body yeah but it's it's down by the shawnee national forest near uh, southern illinois all the way at the tip oh okay so what we had done was cross through, and they had a cave there, too. You can go into this caved-in cave. This is a view. cave-like, yeah. Laura, Laura walking out of there. Um, you can see how big it is. There's me. Big cave. What kind of cave? Is it a limestone, natural limestone cave, or is it uh, um, excavated or whatever? Mined. Natural. Oh, okay. Yep, and sandstone. And there's the Garden of the Gods down there. And it's across from Paducah, Kentucky. We were driving with our, um, you know, Google map. And Laura's like, double check that, where we're supposed to end up. And we ended up in a spot like this where it said ferry one, yeah. two miles ahead. And oh. we're like, I'm like, Laura, this is taking us to a ferry. We had no idea. <laughs> we were just following turn left, turn right. Yeah. And, uh, we're like, what is this going to cost us? It's a free ferry across from Kentucky to Illinois. Ah. And at the Garden of the Gods is down there, which has all these very wonderful rock formations. Have you been down there? I have been down in that area a little, uh, only one time, Paducah and around there. But we didn't see the Garden of the Gods and we didn't have a ferry crossing. We crossed on a big bridge. Yeah, it's it's a it's down. Uh, I don't know if this image well there's all these bluffs like this and people climbing all over them yeah and around them they're all sandstone formations that have been washed out so i'd recommend that to people and the campground there was full of course it's first come first serve and a woman said we'll go to this lake i forget the name of it dan something lake or and then we went up seven miles north and got a great campsite the one we just saw with the kayaking on the lake and we slept there in the back of the van in our inflatable thing that we put in the back of the van. Wow. Portable toilet. And so the other nights we did a KOA cabin. When we started this trip, of course, it was in the Smoky or the uh, Great Smoky Mountains. Ah. So great to get out. Really crowded. If you go to the Great Smoky Mountains, the big trails that are quite worth it are really crowded. But there's a section. Um, There's some smaller trails off to the side. They're not even on the map. And you just see these, you know, a couple cars parked and a sign. And I said, Laura, let's check that out. And, yeah, it is a bunch of trails that are lesser um, used. So you'd be the only people on these things if you're worried about any kind of COVID thing. Because, sure, plenty of people were walking all around without masks. It's outside. It's outside. And you're trying to stay away from people. Yeah. but all the waterfalls in the Great Smoky Mountains, all the different passages. And I think I sent you a picture of like the one log bridge. 
Yes. You know, heard of elk. Yes, there. I have. <laughs> You've heard of elk? I've heard of elk. <laughs> Here's like the one long bridge. There's these wooden steps going up and it's... So, oh, of yeah. course, I had to text it to Jeff and say, hey, it's the Guadalcanal scenario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the trails just... You can get onto the Appalachian Trail. Wow. And follow it along. And parts of it look like this. Just fallen logs covered in beautiful moss and stuff yeah, like that. With that handsome guy standing there. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of looking. Your guide. But yeah, it's a, it was an amazing part of the trail, the Appalachian Trail. So we did, we did a little bit of that up and down, up out and back. And then we went to see son uh, Aaron at Belmont University. And do you yeah. know what's happening at Belmont University this Thursday? I, you know, I don't get the newsletter, so no, I don't know what's happening at Belmont this Thursday, which would be the 22nd or something like that. Yes, sir. I'll give you a hint. It says presidential debate 2020. Oh, I should know that. Aaron's on the debate committee, so you'll see pictures like that. They'll put the press, all the media over there. Yeah, they stay in that giant tent, and they had stands built where they'll film at the beginning of the thing. Belmont University presidential debate, twenty twenty. So uh-huh. There you go. That was my trip, and then we saw Adam in Bloomington Normal, and back home. Wow, nice trip. Yeah, it was great. Nice, well, nice. And have you been sad? I've been very well. Just uh, I haven't done anything exciting like that. Just been uh, holding up here in the house. Shaved my face not too long ago. If that looks different, that's what that's all about. I haven't shaved in years. So that was fun to see it again. I don't know. Maybe it's not fun. I know. Like I, again, I can't decide. I think it's a little scary. Do you? But uh, Halloween is coming. So my uh, my siblings said, oh, Jeff, you look so much younger. And I thought, OK, well, I'll keep it off. But then other people have said, yeah, <laughs> it. it both looks are good looks. Yes. Good answer. We'll let, you know, we'll let the listeners decide. If you think I should grow my beard back, let me know. If we get enough interaction there, I'm sure people are just can't wait to talk to me about my beard. No, but really uh, nothing else going on. Uh, playing some games with the with my uh, Thursday group. We just started Sword of Rome. Uh, there's four of us playing that. We're playing on Basil. And we're off to a good start because I'm winning. I aggressively moved my. <laughs> Is that your definition of a good start to a game? Yes. Yes. Because I'm winning. <laughs> I aggressively moved into uh, other territories and took some victory points. Two different areas. So, yeah, we'll see. It's We got a long way to go. But... Is it Rome against the barbarians? It's Rome against the. Uh, the, the Carthaginians? Uh, yeah, the Celts, the Greeks, the Etruscans. Oh, the whole okay. The Samnites. Oh yeah, the earlier, earlier yeah. Roman stuff. Yeah, I think this was. It's like 300 BC or something like that, I believe. Get out my history of Western civilization by that's that 10 volume or 11 volumes by Will and Ariel Durant. You never got that, did you? Did you ever have that? No, I had. I bought all the little. Um, maps of the ancient world and all that when i got into my miniature 15 millimeter armies for okay. wargaming and yeah. i built the romans early roman late roman armies and yeah i have the gallic celts and the you know all do you okay what i have 12 of those armies in those boxes it's you have uh etruscans no i did not do the etruscans i pitted the later romans late roman and middle imperial i think yeah so they fight the, yeah, the late Romans could fight the Sarmatians. I built an army of those. They're all horsed. And my friend built a Mongol army, and they just, you couldn't fight them. It was historically accurate. The Mongols would just circle around with their bows and shoot the snot out of you. Oh, wow. You know, and then if you had a heavily armored calves, you couldn't catch them. And it was just, yeah, like this is, I don't want to play against that army anymore with my infantry armies. Well, they must have uh, rules that balance things out a little bit, don't they? It, it's pretty historically accurate, which oh, is okay. the, the Mongols just ran over, you know, 
most of the known world right at that time. Oh, now that's a period of history and I don't know much about. So what happened to the Mongols? Did they make a mistake somewhere? Uh, in the end, Genghis that's Khan died. Mongolish. They what? In the end, uh, Genghis Khan died and his son took over. And then I think when his son died, it started to fall apart for various ah. reasons. No. They had to go home. They were, you know, overextended. But yeah, they got all the way into Poland. They were fighting like the Teutonic Knights. And the Teutonic Knights were all armored on horses, you know, couldn't catch them. Yeah. They're light ponies with their bow and arrow. They could penetrate armor, too. Uh, there's so much, so much history I don't know anything about. When I retire, as you have done, I am going to spend some time on my history. Excellent. Anyway, did you play Mike Rizzi before you went on your vacation? We did. We are you've been playing those still uh, objective Schmidt uh, scenarios, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Got, got through another one of those, another German victory. And then we're switching to the, I think the next one is the, yeah, uh, kickoff in Hertzgen that goes to the other map, the big, uh -huh. long map. And I kind of wish we were playing these with physical maps because they're so unique. Yeah. Well, that one is up next. You and I are still doing the Guadalcanal series. Yes. Tower. And Dave and I are still finishing very soon the scenarios from Operation Veritable. Should we take a look at some product at all? Uh, let's take a look. What do we got here? For a segment no, known as. I don't think we should look at that. I think we should look at this. <laughs> no, look at this. No, this one. <laughs> Okay, we're both holding up the starter kit expansion pack number two. Dave tears into it with his teeth, calling his dentist later. This segment is called What's in? Oh, yeah, I'll say it. I've got the echo over here. What's in El Box? El Boxo. I wish I had a knife so I could cut into this. Oh, oh look. <laughs> How convenient. It's your dad's knife from World War II, isn't it? It's uh, Robin's dad's knife from oh. when he was a paratrooper. In this kit, you will find rules. New rules added to introduce the Chinese and overlays. And ordnance vehicle notes for weapons in the scenarios included. Um, counters, we'll find out as we look. Scenarios, map boards, and player aid charts. Looks like got some allied mine or two in there, so... We won't do a box art review on a photograph that's just two-color tone. It's a very nice photograph, but it's not worth a box art review. Yeah. It is not. It is yeah. not. So this is for starter kit. What do you see in there, Jeff? Just checking out. And where did we get these, Dave? Did we order these from? Uh, we, uh, Derek Ritter, go to RitterCreek.com to get that was pathetic. Oh, that was too. Uh, does that work? That's good. <laughs> go to rivercreek.com. Yes. You can go to the MMP site directly where you can buy this for $36 and pay for shipping. Or you can go to rivercreek.com. And if you're in the continental United States, which currently is made up of 48 states, we'll see what happens after the election. Um, you can... <laughs> You can get it for free with free shipping. <laughs> Try not to be political, but it is difficult. It is a challenging time. I can tell you that much. Anyway, this is a very nice package for $36. Feels substantial. Yeah. And you know, if Multiman Publishing would send us their product for free for review on the show, we would say like this Multiman Publishing. But we can't because they don't do that. So instead, yeah. we rely on our good friend, Derek. At Ritterkrieg.com. Thank you, Derek. It's available to us. Support. What are you going to show me first, Jeff? You know, and this is very nice. And we should say, again, this is the for uh, an expansion for the starter kit. So this is yes. not full ASL. And, you know, we when the starter kit first came out, that must be 10 years now since the starter kit first came out. Could be. We had we followed along with it, uh, looking at the rules and comparing them and seeing what was left out of them compared to full ASL pretty religiously for the first three or four years. We have not done that since then. So um, 
Boy, we played them all, too, back when we were meeting with the uh, PASL, Palatine Area Advanced Squad Leader Club. We did. For a Starter Kit 1 and 2, we definitely did. When we got to Starter Kit 3, we we kind of stopped. Yeah, went back to people playing whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, so what do we got here? Well, we've got some, we've got a couple pages of rules that you can add on to your Starter Kit rules. And this would be page 37, 38, 39, and 40, which is going to give you all you need to know about what's in this particular pack. So you just add it on with your other starter kits. Let's see if they say which prior starter kits are required to play this as they sometimes do. It's they do a, on the back there. Mm -hmm. It's not a complete game. You need starter kit one, two, three, and four. So you've got to get those first. I see trucks. A vehicle classified as a truck for movement purposes is recognizable by the white double circles. Figure eight symbol. I guess is this the first trucks that they've had in the game, perhaps? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Let's rule 8.5, Jeff. Well, they're introdu introducing the Chinese. So the Chinese units and a couple of uh, interesting things that they can do, like such as the human wave, which uh, I don't know. Have they not seen that before with the Russians um, starter kit? I kind of don't remember it being in there. So this the rule is referencing the uh, bonsai charge. Yeah. Rule 8.186. So, yeah. And then there's some uh, there. They also talk about the dare death squads. Yeah, they're kind of like a bonsai squad thing for the Chinese. Yeah. That get some uh, bonuses. Uh, then it goes on to talk about Berserk. So, and I'm just thinking, is this the introduction of the Berserk counter in Starter Kit? I'm thinking uh, so. I am thinking so. Now, normally they had put, well, when they had often put like color coded to what was new, but yeah. everything here is got to be new. So, yeah, so Berserk, uh, Death Dare squads do the Berserk thing. And so there was no Berserk into the basic game before. Uh, examples of it given here of a unit going Berserk. That their example in the jungle overlays. Tell you how to cut them, how to treat them. And I have never, I have never cut an overlay. No, you probably haven't. I never have. I leave that to the professionals. In this expansion, I'll let me uh, play with scissors. This is expansion pack number two overlay RW1, which so is a an airstrip or yep. something. Yep, runway. Sure. Mm -hmm. Runway. Yeah, then additionally, there's some uh, British ordnance notes where they're introducing British mortars, some Japanese vehicle notes. So well, Looking there at uh, some new stuff, combat cars, type 92A and 92B combat cars. Not clown cars? Where no. Everybody keeps coming out of them? But they have no, uh, <laughs> but they have no armor factors, so it, it's as good as a clown car. It's kind of like sure. this Bren carrier? A little bit, though that looks like a little bit more protection probably <laughs> than they have on these. Look <laughs> at all these looking british soldiers in there it's 15 millimeter miniature yeah combat cars yeah and they introduce a few other things like uh japanese heavy grenade launchers otherwise known as a mortar the mortar yeah it's a normal mortar 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 then an at gun which was a very handy uh, infantry gun Several, several infantry guns here. There's, well, and then an anti-aircraft gun. Then there are some specific Chinese ordnance notes. Yes, there they are. For the specific guns you get of the Chinese. Artillery pieces for the Chinese. And then there's some Dutch vehicle notes. How'd those get in there? Now, I'm trying to think of where we have seen the Dutch other than you know, Dutch vehicle notes other than in um, critical hit products, the Dutch no, trucks. They're, they're all in there in the um, game that came out with all the allied minor.
countries. Okay. So whole sections, it goes like Polish vehicles, Dutch, you know, um, all the other minor yeah. nationalities. And then they, um, so it looks like the expansion kit designed by Ken Dunn, who's a familiar name, thanks to Brian Youse, Perry Cock, and Kevin Valerian. And Klaus Malmstrom helped out here. Charles Kibler did the map board. We got to interview Charlie Kibler. Cover design, Nicholas Ascubi. J.R. Tracy helping out with the editing, proofing. So you do get a couple boards. Jeff, I'll show this one. I, why don't you grab the other K, or is this L? This is L, J-K-L. So that board is a standard, this is a thin card board, looks like some kunai spread around. Looks kind of familiar to me. I don't see anything special about it. Maybe this is an interestingly shaped building. Yeah, that is kind of that. Yeah, concrete building there toward the center. It's the only concrete building on the board. Uh, and that is kind of interesting looking. I wonder if it's to be a temple. There is an overlay that actually is a temple, like a Buddhist oh, okay. temple kind of thing, I remember. That'd be it, yeah. Haven't used it much, but um, yeah, so pretty standard. What's your board? Board K has a lot of multi-hex uh, concrete stone buildings. Concrete. They might be concrete. Well, you never know. And uh, with lots of roads running through them. So I'm guessing, as I'm kind of peeking ahead here to look at the scenarios, there's a scenario here in Shanghai. So that's probably representing some of that action in Shanghai. And then in uh, there's some other scenarios in Luzon and Java. So those are probably the board L without all of them. You get Dave's favorite element, a sheet of paper. However, it is not three hole, three ring hole punched. No, it isn't, and it is not either, yeah. No, it's not green or blue or any of the colors they've used in the past. You know, if you go to Office Depot, you can get a hole punch and turn those into a hole punch <laughs> paper. Don't know if you knew that. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. I have a hole puncher, Jeff. Oh, you do? <laughs> I do. You just, you have everything. Uh, yeah, good toys. Pretty much, you know, I did tell you we're the luckiest guys in the world. We are. Did you um, want to look at scenarios more in detail at all, or to quick? Maybe next time. I could do a deep dive on them. Yeah, we can look at. Let's just look at the uh, counter sheet. Got to look at that. So there's one full counter sheet in here, and it consists of lots of Chinese infantry. Oh, mine says there's two complete counter sheets. Did yeah. I get two? And I, I have both. Yeah. I only got one. Oh, you're very funny, Dave. <laughs> I got chipped. What all do you see on that counter sheet? That's a what? What a colorful sheet! Yeah, very. I was going to say it's very colorful. We start in the upper left-hand corner with some Chinese elite infantry units, the five three sevens. So, yes. and the four four sevens. Morale is an eight. So yes, how about that? Four sevens also elite. And then some uh, three, three, seven first line troops, some conscripts that are three, three, sixes. Number of leaders, 10, 10 dot neg two. Can't quite read the like Captain Song. Oh, it's one named Hal. Yeah. yeah, so these are Chinese names. So there's a 10 neg two, a nine neg two, a nine neg one, a couple of eight neg ones, eight zeros and seven zeros. So a pretty nice complement of uh, Chinese infantry and guns. My favorite is Sergeant Quan, Jackson Quan. Oh, how about that? Yes. Then moving along, there's just a, a, a handful of Dutch troops here. Green. Green units. Yeah. And also green counters. Allied minor. Yeah. Some more Japanese. Some Japanese elites and first line and second line. And a few Japanese leaders, which we haven't seen before. Let's see, anybody? 
I don't recognize any of the names, and including a Japanese flamethrower. Can never have too many of those. And a few green American units on there. Hmm. 336s. And uh, a very nice turn counter. I know what a fan you are with the turn <laughs> counter. So there's one to add to your turn counter collection. On uh, the back is the Japanese sign, and then the allied sides with the Chinese, Dutch, Four British counters, and then a few vehicles, some Dutch trucks. Oh, there's one gun there, the art, the 75. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Artillery. Yeah. Okay, that's it. So, very nice pack. We'll go through the scenarios at a later time. Is that it? We sure can. I still have not, you know, there's all, all these games we've opened. We could do a deep dive into. And, um, yeah, I think last I left off, I was going to try the uh, Quad de Guerre or some other ones from from the um, Bounding Fire Productions. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to playing these Chinese ones. Those look kind of fun. And I, I can't remember when I last played the Chinese. It's been a very long time. So I know we probably won't get to play this, but we'll play some other Chinese scenario. We will. So that's it for what's in the box. And we've got more stuff coming up shortly. Ah, Dave. Oh, Jeff, this is fantastic. Can't believe we're here. Cuba, beautiful Cuba, Havana, the, the home of... Ricky Ricardo. Cuba Libre! It's beautiful here. That's what they yelled. Cuba Libre. When the Cubans gained their independence from Spain. I love just strolling the streets of Cuba. You find the most amazing stuff. Look, look, look at this. What, a game what, store. A game store. What's that in the look window? Is this a game on the Cuban Revolution? It's Bounding Fire Productions. ASL here in Cuba. Here in Cuba. Thanks, Obama, for opening up the trade with Cuba. Wonder which came first, Obama or Bounding Fire? Oh. They may have opened the door to this whole new era. They have all these great Bounding Fire products. It's great. They've got Into the Rubble. Into the Rubble, too. Into Havana. Into Havana, also. Crucible of Steel, Crucible of Very Hot Sauce. I'm loving this hot Crucible, sauce. Crucible of Guacamole. Telling you what. Beyond the Beachhead 2. Blood and Jungle. Can't look at this. You Every can... single amazing Bounty Fire product. Who would think, coming all the way to Cuba, we would find all this great ASL stuff? Wow! I know what I'm going to be spending my money on. I'm taking back all these stinking cigars... <laughs> I'm going to take me home some Bounding Fire. And you know, and if, if they charged for these games by the pound, these Bounding Fire products would be the most expensive. But they're not. This is an amazing bargain for your, for your money. And you know what the truth is? You don't have to go to Cuba to get Bounding Fire Productions products. How can we get them, Jeff? Just go to BoundingFire.com. Tell them the two half squads sent you. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Jesse's turn from Operation Watchtower. Operation Watchtower, yes. Where does this take like, place? This is in Luzon. Yeah, this or one Lunga, is Lunga, right? Ridge on Guadalcanal. Yeah. And we had played the other one, which was the larger setup of this map. Remember? Yeah. And then this took place in this little section, so. Uh, the victory conditions, Japanese got to win by getting 25 victory points with combat points normally, double exit points off the north edge, which is to the right, and uh, one point for each squad equivalent uh, north of Hexro R. 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 Pirates, favorites, Hexro. So, Jeff and I, Jeff had the Americans again. We've kind of been playing it that way the whole time, haven't we? Uh, yeah, pretty much we have. I don't think we ever decided to do it that way, but... No. Oh, you can see all your hips. Yeah. Here, let me let me try this again. Uh, yeah, so we'll be able to see all of that. I'll share yeah. that screen. 
So the Japanese are all cloaked up, coming on. The night range is two. It says one. Oh, it's, it's one at the end game, but it's two right now. And the Japanese have the 15 squads and four crews, three demolition charges. Pretty good group, whereas the Marines, and they have the eight morales, nine and a half squads with a couple heavies of two mediums, a mortar, Eight foxholes, six wire counters, and uh, reinforcements coming, but they're only first-line army reinforcements, not Marines. Yeah, right. Six, six, sixes. So here, you you don't really need to explain your setup because it's all cloaked. But Well, I guess you could. You could tell, you know, where your, where's um, the bulk of your units? Or... Yeah, I had a bunch of um, empty uh, cloakers. I had some big ones. P, J, K had the mortars. He came on the top. I think C came in along the top with the two medium machine guns. Um, yes, B, A, and B must have went in the center. Yeah, they did along the path. That had the DCs. And then that other group, Jeff, with the 10 neg one that got in there at the end. So, And what was your thinking on your defense then? Uh, well, I uh, tried to sort of create a line that they would uh, that the Japanese would have to cross because with the cloaking like that, I knew I had to get them decloaked. But uh, so I thought I would just create a line across. But I didn't have that many. What? How many squads did I have, Dave? It seemed um, like I had two. <laughs> yeah, nine. Nine. But and, I, and it, so that's kind of a long way to uh, to try to cover. Yeah. But you can see I've got, so I've got wire here, hidden wire, hip wire here and here and here. And then I tried to cover uh, up at the top. I thought, obviously, i got to cover that fairly open ground. If he gets up that hill, he could just run right off. Yeah. And I I've got a hip unit back here with a heavy machine gun to surprise him if he comes up here. So the wire would uh, tie him up a little bit and the machine gun would just chew him up. Well, that didn't happen, but that's the idea. And I have a couple of hip units just back in here to kind of come on uh, at the last minute. If you if you get through my clever wire, I would surprise you with those hip units. There's a heavy machine gun also waiting to be revealed, a, a mortar that was waiting to be revealed. And then I've got squads coming on later. As we said, in turn four, there were um, four 666s. Six, six, you can't see them here. They're... They're off board. They're hiding. I, I thought I had this covered pretty well. Uh, well, so you let's see where I actually had squads. Yeah, you took it to me at the top pretty well. You striped a bunch of the guys. So four, five, eight up here. You know, it's not like I could create kill stacks anywhere. So four, five, eight up here near the top. Then a dummy stack. Then another four, five, eight. Then a dummy stack. I had to kind of alternate. Dummy stack, dummy stack, yeah. dummy stack. But I got wire here. I thought maybe you'd be coming down, the, be making for the path. So I put a squad here and I put a leader back here. Yeah. So we could, we could help with routing. Uh, and then right up close, right along your the line where, uh, which was as far south as I could go, I put a half squad because I thought you're going to come zipping along that path. That's and I'll right. surprise you. And then you'll think you've eliminated him and you'll walk into these open shell holes and I'll surprise you again with a medium machine gun and a half squad. Yeah, which you did, although I think I was overwhelming you at that point. I had... You were. Uh, who was coming to center? B? Yeah, A and B. Like six squads in there. And maybe and you N. Did, you did overwhelm me, yeah. Seven, and you got yeah. right into close combat right away with them and took care of them in short order. Yeah. So, so again, my... Yeah, yeah and I, I just, you know, tried to tie you up with wire. And like I said, I didn't have a lot of squads for my front line. And I wanted a few for the back and uh, kind of ran out of guys. Yeah, it did seem like it. Should we go to the end game screen? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was trying to get off board and take out some casualties on the way. I'm wondering, Jeff, if, if putting, like, the wire two hexes deep 
on one edge might have helped slow down the Japanese far enough to... Because once you break, you are moving out of the space, and then I was free to cut in between the wire. And then, of course, you know, getting under wire, you just roll six-sided dice, and that's the yeah. number of movements. Yeah. So if you roll one, two, three, you know, guys under the wire. I think wire was a lot harder in real life. It's too easy in this I, game. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Although I've been hung up on it before for multiple turns. Yeah, well, I have to. Not, it's true. not always, though, you know, like not consistently. Yeah, so oh, we got to turn four. Yeah, it was only turn four. Yeah, because their cloaks can move uh, sick. They don't have to pay the extra movement point for uh, going through concealment terrain at night. Right. Which made it real difficult to go uphill. Like a squad had to use minimum move to go up a hill because it was, you know, two for jungle, but it was really three and then double. Um, and he'd already had gone double time, so it was minimum moves. Um, so yeah, at the top, we just kind of shot back and forth for a while, right? And eventually, yeah. I got into the woods hex that are jungle next to your hero, right here. Yeah, good. I I'm wondering if your heavy should have opened up earlier. He waited until I hit the wire to start shooting. He did, yes. At and times, but, yeah. I wonder if he should have helped fire along with the medium that I now have in that hex and with this mortar. Get all three of those heavy weapons going at once at me on the ridge. I don't know. You're probably right. I should. Uh, that would have helped some. That would have tied this up a little bit more. And given me more targets to hit than I could have. Once you did pop them out, though, I'm suddenly thinking, wow, I'm getting stuck here. Yeah. And a, a lot of those guys are striped already. Like the crew's a one two seven, so I didn't even want to go into hand to hand melee with your hero. Right. And with a one two six and have you take out two points. So I'm trying to stay adjacent. My mortars were not very effective because of the foxholes, I think, right? Occasionally they broke someone. But you did a good job of moving people back up into the mortar foxhole to pick up the weapon. But uh, yeah, and unfor I think you're right. I think I should have opened up with that heavy earlier because uh you were you were close enough to break him, and I was out out of range. And yeah, it, you could have hit me on the hill as I came up at long range or at uh, longer than my range of four. And I got a nice shot off, but I rolled a ten on that. Yeah, yeah. and then my sniper went in and broke your squad. So then your it was suddenly that was oh, it. maybe I'm not bottled up up here like I thought I was. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty lucky for the sniper. So then, yes, you moved your cloaked units kind of through the center here, just kind of wormed your way through, and yeah. I didn't have enough guys. And it's hard for me to move, harder for me to move. Yeah, we'll see. I foxholes and, uh, and... No move count. I was going to say, why didn't you move the 8-0 at the bottom? I can't see the hex numbers. Yeah, that guy. I'm like, why didn't you move him up to cut me off? And I'm realizing you're on a no move, no move counter. Yeah. Right? Right. You had just come. Yeah, actually, I could remove that. You had just come adjacent to me. Well, you what came you... adjacent to me in. Uh, you did not come adjacent to me. You never did come adjacent. Yeah, to I don't me. think I don't think I you did. I did. think I I thought you were going to come in here to R25 after you came off the wire. I thought you were going to come into R25, but All you right. went a little bit farther up and went into. I thought you were going to come into R26. You came into R25. So, yeah. yeah. I decided at that point, avoid you. Oh, I didn't know he was there, but avoid the guy in the foxhole. Yeah. On the ridge. Um, and then if you can highlight the two kill stacks at the back, we're going to go off the board. That was the end of the game. They were cloaked so they could move. Uh, look, all my strain rolls made it. I think I only strayed once or twice all game. So right here at the end, it was critical that they make those rolls so I could get right next to your entry areas. And those are exactly the hexes where I was set up to enter. Yeah, but you could have set up somewhere after I, I advanced. Oh, no, you're... Yeah, no, after I advanced, you would set up at the start of the rally phase. Right. So I think you were trying to probe them and see if they were dummies. I thought they were cloaks. I yeah. thought, how many you can't have... They can't all be here. They. It was risky, Dave, that what you did. 
putting six squads in two stacks and moving them all together and never exposing them, never. You you have uh, a poker face. Yes. <laughs> this is not your poker face right here. <laughs> yeah. uh, because and then Jeff, at the end, he's like, well, then what's in all these other cloakers? Like nothing. Nothing. Every other one is empty. Yeah. Just worked out. You know, you never know. But, yeah. But then you had to enter. And we should still look up if you had to enter the second squad at the bottom once I revealed the big 36 shot and the 30 shot adjacent. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was set up to enter that hex and he had he. I think you have to. Yeah. Had you go north a little bit up two hexes that is that I cloaking yeah. I yeah. that's nothing. So you could have moved in. I would have had to play. Like, oh, I'm not going to reveal because I want to keep concealment for melee or something. But, you know, he it cost him two to move. So he would have been CX when he walked in, which I didn't really want either because they were just, let's see, was there a leader in here? No, it was just a squad. So if he had moved, if he had moved before he entered, he would have been CX and he would have been adjacent to this stack anyway. Yeah, it's well, that's true. So. Yeah, tough. I don't know if listeners got any advice on a defensive setup, but then the casualty bin is loaded with Americans. I I did some melee, didn't I? I did some hand to hand earlier, and won a lot of them. So yeah, I did. I did win those melees early, Jeff. Remember coming in? I think one I even kept got the ambush and kept the concealment and and yeah, again the Amer Japanese is hard to break. So a lot of them are striped. So that was this. The, yeah, look at that. Those 666s six were the ones that got vapoed as they entered the board edge. Yeah. And of course, with the six morales, I wasn't that afraid of them because, you know, we all know that's hard to make those morale checks. I figured even if you did get stripe all my guys on the board edge, I would break you and then I would still get off the board. So with those 10 points. And then doubling those two stacks, that was the 25 victory points I needed right there alone. So we just yeah. hung it up. It fell apart really quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. I was feeling pretty confident up until that last turn, and it fell yeah. apart really fast. It's also kind of why those other cloakers that were empty were still over there, because I was didn't want to move in an illuminated location, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I kind of was like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm next to him now. I'm adjacent. I'm just going to sit here, try and draw fire or something. Um, so that's why those other two made it all the way and then bolted. All right. I don't know what else we can say about it. I recommended. It was fun. Someday I'll play it again and the tables will be turned. Yeah, I still wanted to replay that other one we did, too, where the yeah, too. One, one log bridge, I think. or yeah. Well, you just creamed me. You just creamed me. You just kept yeah. moving up adjacent. Remember, I kept having all my hip guys. Yeah. We'd get a thing with them. But we do still want to play Ambitious Plans. This Is that next? Well, I started to set this up because I thought I was oh. behind. Government property. So I'll try and set both of them up. This is just a one-border, one-board game. Okay. Um, and this would be bigger. So and this is the one where there's a seaborne evacuation. You can read all about it in your Operation Watchtower booklet, how they designed and it. And publishing. Ambitious design talks all about the, that scenario, Jeff, too. All right. That's what we've been playing lately. You betcha. Nice way to do after-action reports, man. Yeah. Okay. On to the next segment. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, are you ready to go to Mayhem in Manila? I sure am, Dave. I've got my bags packed, I've got my passport, and my hat. Do you have your OBA cards? No, I don't. How would I get some? Why, you'd have to go to Ritterkrieg and order some. Ritterkrieg? I don't know anything about it. Tell me. Well, this is the great online store of ASL equipment. ASL wooden gaming products like dice towers, custom-made tabletops, an ammo box ma map and map case, and all kinds of ASL products. You can order yours today and have it shipped 
to Mayhem in Manila. I, wow, I'm going to get all that stuff. I know what I'll do. I'll tell my wife I can't afford to take her. But I'll take all my Ritter stuff with me. But Jeff, you might be able to take her because a donor has donated our air flight <laughs> to Asia. Sweet. All right, then this is the best thing that could happen. I can take my wife, I can take all my Ritter Krieg equipment, and we're going to Mayhem, Mayhem in, in Manila. Manila. And these OBA cards aren't the crappy kind that we sold on our podcast. No. These are those really cool quality ASL OBA cards. It's a gigantic deck of cards that it, you can use for all of your OBA requirements. All of your OBA requirements. And you know what makes ordering from Ritter Krieg the best option for any pre-orders? Tell me. They have free shipping. <gasps> Impossible. Take that, MMP. Well, that's a beautiful thing. So, how do we get to uh, order this Ritter Krieg stuff? Well, you simply go to Ritterkrieg.com. R-I-T-T-E-R-K-R-I-E-G.com. I'm heading there right now. See you in Manila, Dave. See you in Manila. I'm feeling good, Dave. I feel like we should share our love and give something away. What say you? Well, I could tell you we have such a good listener named Bill Cobble who had donated to us years ago, met us at a restaurant when he came down here for his daughter's um, diving tournament, right, Jeff? Yeah, some, I think it was. Right over here at Harper, and he met us for dinner and gave us all his old ASL stuff and even original stuff, which I had painstakingly sorted and marketed and sold. Gave him a little kickback. We also uh, raised some profits for the show. And now he has said, hey, I got a lot of extra, um, like, small stuff. So here's one. He says, why don't you uh, either sell some, raise funds, or... Just give away and support the show. Here's best of friends. Thanks to Bill. Super nice. He wants us to pass it on to you, the listeners. So what do people need to do to get this best of friends scenario pack? It is the second release on a series began with the out of the bunker. And uh, originally these came. Yeah, these were out of the bunker, I think. Oh, no. Thanks to the friendly fire team for the scenarios in this pack. Oh, okay. A officially produced friendly fire set of scenarios and it's still i have my version is still in my yet to be played uh stack but yeah this one's how do they get it jeff i think they should just email us just put best of friends in the title of the email in the subject of the email email us and we will once we gather everything let's see we're going to run this until end of uh november this show is posting around the 15th of November. Fifteenth. You want to have have them email us by December 1st? Yeah, be the quickest listeners get it. Yeah. So right. email Seven. us by December 1st. Put best of friends in the subject. We will pick randomly from there. This is open to everybody all over the world. However, if you're outside of the continental United States, we might ask you to contribute or postage, just depending on where you are and how that works out. So probably a five or ten buck. Yeah. So, so, so yep. Yeah, go ahead and do See, that. that. That's great. Everybody's gonna whoever gets that's gonna love it. They're gonna feel our love to them and as Bill, we're passing on Bill Cobble's love to everyone. Which is great. <laughs> great. And I don't know if we should tell anybody, Dave, but we sometimes don't record all of the sections of the show at the same time. Is that why we have different shirts on now? <laughs> Could be it. <laughs> we don't have a costume change. We should start, you know, this is a, we've been doing this long enough. We should start taking time up for a costume change, maybe, and a little time below the stage, then come out again. No, it's been a few days since we, <laughs> since that last clip. Blinking sign. I was too busy oh. thinking of pulling this up. Yeah. And, I, and we spent $900 on eBay. <laughs> that's right to get the sweet pack because we heard like it was popular again yeah so I wonder, was that selling on ebay recently or did you just i doubt it i had bought it for about a hundred bucks um from a guy who was selling some asl stuff 
So and, ago, and Dave Timmon and I had played all the original Swedes. Oh yeah. So what's in the box? We got two versions today. If you can't guess, that's where we're going. The original counters were white. And I even have a Swede dice in here from our friends at the Canadian Battle Dice Battle School. Battle School. Yep. And this beautiful Swede. Sweet type. Oh, they're not a sponsor. I take that back. Oh, yeah, that is a very nice look they're at that. Not, they're not currently a sponsor. They charge us for stuff. Yeah. And don't pay us $10 a show. So anyway. $100 a show? Yeah. The original Swede pack was Swedish Volunteers. Yeah, this came out from Friendly Fire. Is that right? Well, no, it was individually produced by... The guys who who Savard and um, his friends. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Little background uh, maps, which most of this I believe we're going to find in the current version action pack that you can get for less than a hundred dollars, boys and girls. That's right. So that's my original Swede, and uh, then we went ahead and had to pay for because <laughs> MMP is why is life so hard. Not a sponsor. Well, how hard would it be for them to send us their stuff? Well, it wouldn't be hard for them, but they don't want to play favorites because we are so obviously favored in their dreams. Maybe in their will. In their, their will, and you know. We should do box art review on the original Swede pack because as you, volunteers, because as you can see, it's an actual artwork. That is a very nice uh, piece I'll of art there. In our, whereas and, new... Yeah. Is simply a photograph. Yeah. And that yeah. works. Swedish flag there. Action pack 15. So, Jeff, what do we get in Swedish Volunteers Action Pack number 15? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Dave. Uh, because you get... How many scenarios? Like 15, 16 scenarios? Is it? Yeah. A bunch of which came from the original. And the original. Pack. And then there's a couple of extras. One from Friendly Fire. I think there's two extras then. Uh, along with that. So it'd be interesting to see. Oh, yeah, the 10-ton tank. The original ran from SV-1 through SV-14. Mm -hmm. Again, all of which Dave has played because... Because Dave is a good boy. I might mark it at the bottom. Played with John Pyers, who was actually yeah. who had sold me this. And then most of them with Dave Timonen. I have a little mark that I make at the bottom showing the winner... So all my stuff's written on, making it now worthless <laughs> as a collector's or, item. Or worth more. Because <laughs> it has the two, one of the two half squads on there. It's got Dave on there. So two new scenarios, you say, yes? I think it said there were two, one previous published by Friendly Fire and one brand new scenario. So the rest oh. of them are by Martin Svard and Eric Leander. Yes, rather uncoordinated. Now AP one five eight. Ola Nagards did that one, and we won't go over all these scenarios now. But and on the back side, one five nine day at night. Which don't worry, it's just a dusk hindrance, not a night. Not, not an actual night. So. I assume Dave, Timon, and I will now be playing these two on Vassal. Yes, and I, and then you can give us a, um, I'm sure, a very, very detailed report on the differences, the subtle differences between the original scenarios and yeah. these. I wonder if there are any. I don't think we're going back and playing all these original ones. You don't think so? I'm just going to mark these all as played Yeah. on the bottom. So I can flip through and see. The I, play. I don't know why I would think this, but are they winter scenarios? I mean, yeah. a lot. Of the Swedes, I just think it, uh, it's cold there. A lot of them. Ten ton tank oh. was deep snow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yes. Yes. I actually, I can see here. Yeah. A couple of them are in March. The Swedish Voluntary Corps oh. is from March 1940. Absolute Mark of Yari. Also in March, and then they progress a little bit. A lot of them are in March and April and May. 
Yeah, the main ones I don't see snow on them. Don't remember snow on all of them. Yes. Some of these are in Finland, Norway, Russia. A lot of good scenarios, as I do recall. And it says here on I'm reading from the MMP website. This this is designed for the aficionado. Oh. Action Pack 15, designed for the aficionado. It's not a complete product and assumes the buyer owns the core advanced squad leader game and has an ounce of sense in his head. <laughs> Doesn't say that. But look at this. And the Action Pack will ship via United States Postal Service flat rate envelope. So then you get the um, back sheet of the Action Pack with oh, yes. all the contents. The three-hole punch papers are disappointing, though. They are just plain white. Plain well, white. So it is snowy. It is. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Kind of makes sense. And I was a little disappointed to find. <laughs> what, the counters? Why not white? It kind of. The light blue on white. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. How? Um, I'm not sure I've got the greatest video quality with what you're showing me. How different is the blue from the French blue? Well, that I don't... Here's a French tank. That was quick. I opened the whole box. And oh, got very it. good. Yeah. So a little deeper little deeper blue on these? On the French? Yeah. Yeah, not much, though. Not much. Jeff, and you had a theory as to why they chose this color. Well, the Swedish flag, the background of the Swedish flag is blue. But the cross is yellow, a bright yellow. That would have been nice. Looks, and they have a nice, of course, turn counter. But the original game also had a turn counter, if I remember correctly. Which yeah. Dave will sell you separately. <laughs> Although the back of the MMP version has the grayish ah, interesting. color. German and the Russian star there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, look at you zooming in. A little nicer graphics on the back of the large close comp or uh, concealment counters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Giving some uh, oh information on the Swedes, the leader dyro modifier for uh, heat of battle and all this red to hit numbers. And it gives you the um, OBA cards, six black, three red. So, yeah, nice, simple little half sheet of Swedes. And then what else, Jeff, came with the pack? What do you have there? So we've got some scenario rules, uh, some ordnance notes on particular Swedish artillery, etc., and other guns, and then some SV designer notes, which I'm very eager to read. I won't read them all here, obviously. You don't want to sit there and watch me reading these. No, but I'm going to... Some extensive designer notes. It looks interesting. Not extensive, but, you know, a dozen paragraphs on it. What kind of, though, what kind of ordnance is new there? Uh, let's see. They've got an 81 millimeter mortar, which looks awfully nice. And that's the German, oh, licensed version of the Brandt Mortier del El. I was trying to get you to try and pronounce Granats Castare. Yeah, Granats Castare, Carnuba, and Montan. Yeah, so this is um, French, right? French ordnance. Is that French ordnance? Yeah. Okay. It was built originally. And it says the Swedes had 25 of these, and they were given over to the Finnish army at the conclusion of the war. This weapon may be packed on an animal and transported that way. Then there's a 37-millimeter Panzervarnskanen. Panzervarnskanen. Along with the German Pac-36, the Swedish design Boffer's weapon. Oh, so they had their own design. Oh, the I guess they did. Weapons. I didn't realize were designed by Swedish designers. Before they went on to make uh, Saabs and Volvos. And, and the this, this is interesting. The British Army in Egypt acquired some and used them in North Africa. 37 L guns, yeah, yeah. okay. And then the bottom one, I can't quite read it, kind of cut off here, but it's uh, it looks like a 30 or an 84 millimeter artillery piece. Yeah, 8.4 centimeter felt cannon. 
1887. End of the 19th century, the Norwegian army bought a number of Krupp, Krupp manufactured artillery pieces from Germany. The gun was first breech-loaded gun in the Norwegian army. So, yeah, there's some older weapons in there for sure. And uh, the Swedish volunteers have first lines that are 5 four, eights. And second line, four four sevens and green squads, four three sevens. And that is the same, I believe, as I find here in my original Swedish collection. Yeah, they pretty much took it over and transferred it. And so the designer notes, you have those too, Jeff? I do. Those are also the same, probably identical. We haven't read them, of course, but... Does it say it was introduction? It wasn't long after opening my first copy of Beyond Valor. Yes, and browsing through the rule book that I realized the enormous potential in ASL. Armored battles in Libya, jungle combat in Burma, and paradrops in Normandy. The possibilities seemed endless, but how endless? I reserved my reasoning and started to examine the limits of the game. Oh, I is that reserved or reversed? Reverse. It's too small. There we go. I reversed my re reasoning goes on it's a great intro from martin Zvar, yeah. and he talks about picking the swedish volunteers the problems and solutions for getting this group fighting in um finland i think most of them all take place in finland and some then in finland some in norway some in russia yeah the new copy does that is the second page of yours have the um nationality distinctions negative no, I just have the back page of the designer notes and then a few... Oh, support guns. weapons. Support weapons, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Madsden machine gun. I know I had some of those in the um, Russian Revolution pack that came out. They also include the same um, history of the game, the map of the area in Finland they were fighting, similar map here. Mm-hmm. The original game, better graphics, the old graphics on these maps, MMP is, oh, sorry, <laughs> the MMP page, yeah, it looks pretty similar. Pretty similar. Same story. Tidied up a little. Yeah. Yeah. But where does, the... they don't have nationality notes in this new version. Hmm. You have too much stuff on your desk, don't you, Dave? I do. I broke out both packs. Oh. So, well, that first one you have on the Swedish Volunteers. Swedish MMC are represented by first line, second line, green squads, infantry crews. Okay. There are no vehicles or vehicle crews. The Swedish first line, battle hardened, comes fanatic. Swedish personnel, the heat of battle of zero, and a leader creation die roll modifier of zero. Neither increased B or X numbers. Neither the decreased or fate effects of extreme winter apply to the Swedes. That's that section, yeah, without as many graphics. Right. Talking about the extreme winter rule, yeah, they broke it down into a um, one paragraph, yeah, the heat of battle, and with not the graphics. So, yeah, it's it's right in there. Okay. So the Swedes are, you know, kind of cool with the um, extreme winter not having as much problems as some of the other nationalities. In it, and they were just a volunteer corps, right? That went in to help their friends, the Finns, fight. And again, yes. they, the three kinds of wars, right? Jeff and I are not master historians on this, but was the Winter War the yep. first when the Russians invaded? When the Russians invaded Finland, they called it the Continuation War. Continuation War, it's, which took place when. When Germany turned their sights on Russia and invaded there, Finland sort of took that opportunity to take back some of the land that they lost to the Russians. So they were pretty much fighting with the Germans against the Russians at that point. And then it turned around again, and the Finns changed sides again. To fight against at the them. end of that, to fight against the, the Germans to finish them off in 19... Starting in 1944. Yeah. That's about I, as much as I know about it. But. And I, yeah, and I've um, used that example when I was teaching uh, for the students to get a good. I had some editorial cartoons <clears throat> that I had included on the Finn 
in the World War II, like uh, Boomerang Ski, and it showed a boomerang driving out the Russian uh, Stalin on a big bear, and the little fins showing the smaller army defeated the larger invader and drove him out, which was the initial uh, battle with the Russians. And the Russians, of course, just super massed up their and totally outnumbered the Finns and then drove them back. And so when the kids would learn like Finland was aligned with Germany without understanding the full story, that they're fighting for their nation against yes. the invader. Right. So you can't simply look. Of course, eighth grade kids like to just go, oh, well, the Germans bad. So then if Finland was with the Germans, they were bad. Right, Mr. Kleinschmidt? I'm like, oh, you better study the history of Finland. You know, the friend, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my, is my friend. friend. Right. So, and they, and this goes along with Jeff's postulate of just about everything, which is, it's complicated. <laughs> there, which is, almost, there is almost nothing that occurs in history or, you know, that isn't complicated or has some sort of story behind it. Yeah. That makes or, things. Uh, or even current. Uh, current issues we're trying to solve there yeah okay. exactly if you could talk about pros and cons instead of just right we'll reach some compromise yes. um, but the swedish pack that's very excellent that looks like a good value by the way that's 35 dollars from the mmp website now they also have something called the asl trio which is the swedish volunteer pack plus the best of friends two pack which i think You've got a uh, line around there somewhere. Well, in my nice little package from Lou Ann Yaus. <laughs> oh, okay. Is the other two items. So I ordered okay. all for us. No, so with the ASL Roma 2020. Yep, got it That's too. That's in there we'll, too. We'll get to those later, Jeff. And so you can buy all three of those for $62 on the ASL side or uh, on the MMP side, or of course, go to Ritter Creek. And that'll wrap it up then. That looks like fun, Dave. I'm sorry that you and uh, Dave Timonen will not be playing those again, because it would be fun to hear about how those go. Yeah, maybe we'll grab a couple of others that we think we remembered as liking. Yeah. Yeah. To see, because it'll also get us into the vassal and see. I don't know if the original white counters are in there. I'm going to go find out. Yeah, well, you and I could play it, too, if we wanted to take a quick break, like a vacation from our actions in the South Pacific. We could do one of those. Yes. be kind of fun. Yeah, not not have to play them all, right? Yeah. All right, so bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Remember to roll low. And rally well. But not when you're playing Jeff. Us. No. Us. Don't not do it. Don't either. Even, don't even think about it. Bye-bye.